one need is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to the Alan Mead Experience. I'm your host, Alan Mead. I am a dentist, podcaster, and linguist. I'd like to thank the people that support this in every episode of the Alan Mead Experience. That'd be Premier Dental Products, Inspired Solutions for Daily Dentistry. We'll be talking a little bit about their stuff later in the show, but I'd like to introduce my co-host today, uh, someone I've known from Facebook for a long time, first time I've ever talked to him, Dr. Ali Sergi. Ali, how are you doing? I am doing so great, Alan. Thank you so much for having me this Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, it is a real treat to be with the velvet voice of dentistry. Hey, it's just it's nice to it's nice to hear your voice <laughs> in person for reals. Uh, yeah, being that uh, Ali and I have known each other on Facebook for some time, and uh, I I suspect it was it's it's been years. I'm pretty sure, actually. Definitely. So you definitely. okay? So you're in Dallas, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great Dallas, state of Texas. Dallas uh, hosted, a couple years ago, hosted um, the very first podcast movement meeting, which is funny because the podcast movement is like, it's like a, it's like every dental convention, except the, the, the reason they all come together is because they're podcasters or interested in podcasting. Huh. So it's a podcast nerd meeting. And, and it started in Dallas. And then the second year was in Fort Worth. And I wow. went, I went to two of those. And so that's like my most recent experience with Dallas. But they choose to do it in August. And um, oh, August is hot. Cheap in hotels, Dallas. yeah, cheap yeah. Hotels. That's got to be what it is. It was. It was. I can't remember the hotel. It was in a really nice hotel. It was hot. Okay. Oh my god, yeah. was it hot? Whoa! And um, it's it's brutal. It is. It is. And so instead of being sociable with yeah. um the podcast <laughs> nerds, what I did was because here's my here's my jam. When I go in, see, I I live in a small town and I work in a smallish town. There are no ramen joints, which is good because I don't I yeah. don't need to be eating that any more than I do. But so when I go to big towns, I find yeah. the ramen. Jo- well, here's the thing. First off, Dallas actually has a Dallas is freaking huge. Uh, it's, so it's a big place. Yeah, yeah they've kind of got a little of everything. But I think I was down on campus at either Baylor or Southern Methodist to yeah. find this this ramen. Is, is there like a cool food scene on one of those campuses? Yeah, yeah. So um, Dallas itself is a is a really, really small town. When you envision Dallas, it's it's kind of a really you think of a very big place. But mm-hmm. between Dallas and Fort Worth is a giant, giant, giant metroplex. Yes. And, and so so Dallas itself is a is a really colorful place. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the L.A. of Texas. Mm-hmm. And so very high end, lots of restaurants, nice schools, nice you know, a lot of businesses, Fortune 500, and so so it's a it's a great place to be. And if you like food, it's a it's a cool place to visit. Yeah, there definitely was an interesting scene where I was, and of course there were multiple places with killer barbecue. That was that was Cine. obviously that's a that's a Texas thing too. Um, definitely, most definitely. Apparently, there's something else about Texas that you and I were talking about. Apparently, <laughs> dental podcasts are a big thing. We're trying to figure this out every time I look at the downloads of both the podcasts that I participate in. Texas, uh, in the United States, Texas always has the most downloads by far. I don't know if that's just that there's more dentists or your suggestion was maybe more dentists that have to drive a distance and want to do something with their time. I'm not sure. It's it's that I I would say a lot of people um, like so, as I was saying, Dallas is a is a really small town to live in Dallas costs a fortune. Oh, interesting. Uh, 
but uh, but to live in the suburbs is is very relatively reasonable still. And but the suburbs are a, a solid 90 minutes. Um, it's not far. It's maybe 10, 15, 20 miles. Yeah, but, but it's I a remember solid that 90 traffic. Minutes. Yeah, I remember Oof. that traffic. Woo. Now, you know, it's funny. OK, so I had a rental car and you guys yeah. have quite a few tollways, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right or am I wrong about that? No, no, you're right. You're okay. absolutely right. Well, what's funny, though, is like if you don't know the tollways, like like most of them don't have actual places where you can pay. Like they do it off your license plate, apparently. That That's exactly <laughs> right. We do not have toll booths in Texas. Well, the rental it's car company electronic. is perfectly happy yeah. to, to, to charge that to my credit card and put a little premium on it just because I was – Oh, it, yeah. It, it was – it was the Michigan guy uh, premium because yeah. I didn't have any idea. So yeah, no, but that was that was interesting. I mean, you're, the highways are are in they're gorgeous. They're like they're like Audubon quality gorgeous, right? Um, very clean, very new. We pay lots and lots for our highways. It's it's just unbelievable. But the other thing is, you don't have the frost action like we do here. Our our highways are third world in Michigan at best. <laughs> and what's really funny is there's there's constant constant uh, upkeep on them. I mean, they're yeah. constantly resurfacing, and they're still horrible all the time. I just don't know. It's because it's the land of ice and snow up here for so much of the season. It just it's horrible on roads. But like, you go to some place like Dallas, and you're like, oh, this is what it's like to drive in a normal place. It's, in, it's, in a normal place, yeah. It uh, unless I would say the the one time a year, one time every other year. Do not come to Texas when it snows or ices. It shuts down. Sure. and Texans still drive ninety miles an hour yeah. on the freeway when yeah. it's icy. Uh, it's not a good place. Well, you know, and and it's one of these things where even in Michigan, the first real snow, everyone it takes a couple days for people to get their head about them. You know, these people we we're familiar with it, but even even then, it's weird. I can only imagine. For a place where it happens so rarely, how messed up that's got to be. That's so <laughs> yeah. funny. So I have a, I have a story. I, the second year that I went down for the podcast movement, this is great. So I, I also, uh, in the past, have done geocaching. Are you familiar with geocaching and all? It's like, basically, it's, <laughs> I, it, it's nerd. It's it's a nerdy pastime as well, much like podcasting. It's, uh, it's like, it's like a, um, I don't know how to, it's like hide and seek with, with a GPS in your phone. And basically you, <laughs> it you, sounds much worse than podcast. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I know podcast. It's basically <laughs> like you hide these little caches that people put and they, and they give you coordinates and your, your phone takes you to them. And so I wanted, here's the deal. I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to get two States while I was down there. I was in Texas. So I got one in Texas and I'm like, I'm not that far from Oklahoma. I'd never been to Oklahoma. So I took my rental car and in classic Texas form, uh, I had a I had an F one fifty. That's what that's oh. what they rent in Texas apparently. So You're I'm driving I'm driving this big ass pickup truck, which is awesome. <laughs> and so I go I go I basically cross the border in Oklahoma. I go about three exits in. I find a rest area and and I'm like okay, the closest geocache was was like off this little. It's just a little road off of a side road. No big deal, right? So I'm, I'm I literally pull off to the side of the road and and this geocache is just right off the side of the road. And um, so I find this geocache. It was under a rock. And also under that rock was some really bad poison ivy. You had a poison sumac. I'm not sure which. So basically, I drove I drove all the way to Oklahoma from Texas. Never been there, like, there for like 15 minutes. And I get like the worst case on my arm. It was horrible. It was awful. I'm like, oh, my God. Oklahoma hates me. So oh I did. God. I did get the cash though, so it was it was worth the hour and 10 minute drive or whatever. So there you go. That's it, my. That's all I've got so for Dallas. You had- 
an hour and ten minutes to think about your mistake. Yeah, oh, it was it was it was brutal. It's I, I figured it was one of those things where at the time I was really I was really hating life, but I'm like, this will be a great story sometime. This will be a great story. And here we are. Here today. we are. Exactly. Now it's it, it has ripened and I've, I've picked it. that fruit. Exactly. Very good. Yeah. So Ollie, there's a couple things that that I want to talk to you about for sure in sure. dentistry. We I, I'd forgotten when we were just talking that you are a <sighs> microscope user as well. I want to hear. Yep. I think people have heard a lot about how I started with scopes. How did you yep. get into microscopes? So um, I had a very good mentor uh, in dental school uh, by the name of Craig Barrington. He, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I know. Favorite. Craig yeah. and I have gone round and round. He hates me, by the way. But, yeah, crazy, no, I, I know him. Crazy, crazy dude. Yes, but he's I pretty, him, pretty, talented, he was, pretty, pretty talented. Very, very talented. And um, I was just this was I was in dental school and I uh, got introduced to dental town and he went by the name of Senor. Oh, yeah. And he was just like very like colorful, to say the least online. I don't know if they've archived those conversations, but uh, if you're still on dental town, you should absolutely look him up. But anyways, um, he was smart he was guy, like, by the way. It's not, not like he, he was he was smart guy. He was a troll, but he was he was yes. a super fun troll to read. There's no two ways about it. He, he was he was a great person for students. And, and so he was really a, a good person, very open, r- r- very willing to help, especially in the endo clinic when you don't know anything. And um, I just, you know, latched on to him and he was a really great mentor of mine and um, saw that and uh, said, hey, you know what? Uh, I want to start having that. And, you know, I, I name my practice in focus dentistry just because I will. I use photography and microscopy mm-hmm. as as kind of the background of it. And so, you know, 10 years later, um, I don't use the microscope probably nearly as much as you do. But whenever I'm using it for anterior cases or other things like that, I use it for finishing. And, it, and it's a really, really good tool. Um, and, you know, it, I, my, my move with the microscope is to let everyone think I use it more than I do. So ah. That's why I like to do it. I use it You're as often as I use it as life. often as I can, but but yeah. but really, what I what, when whenever I'm having an argument, I just like to to just bring in the fact that I use a microscope to just yes. to, for an air of superiority. That's kind of my move. Instant credibility. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Even if I don't know anything I'm talking about, I just, I just throw the microscope like, in there. All, all you have to say is, "Do you use a scope?" Yeah, and then that's it. I I I, I kid a little. I still, yeah. as you know, lower molars are a really tough, a really yeah. tough deal. Unless you've got a person yeah. who can open beyond what normal people can open lower molars are yeah. tough and and i i do you know what it is there's a certain amount of if you're willing to push through you can like i can do most upper teeth any surface yeah. a lot of sure. the lowers i can do uh, like and the thing is, is I, i'm a restorative dentistry i don't do that much yeah. endo endo is yeah. a whole different ball of wax because you're really only when you're doing non-surgical endo you're just looking through the top you only you don't have to move yeah. the patient around the difference yeah. is of course you got to be able to move the scope so you can see it whether you're using a mirror or not and that's, you know, that takes, um, that's an it art. takes practice, but also takes a ton of experience, you know, like you, yeah. you get it wrong a lot before you get it right. I literally yeah. have been, I've been, been watching this, these YouTube videos of a guy from Japan who, um, his goal is to, to be able to move the patient and the microscope in such a way that he does everything directly. Uh, wow. Which is wacky. Yeah. I'll, I'll link that some is... of the videos. It's, it's for one thing he has, he uses Zeiss scopes and he's got this crazy long, extension so it's like it's like it's like an it's like a 90 degree square almost so he's got in the, so he's able to like bend the scope way forward it's kind of wacky what he's doing i don't know no that kidding. i'll be able to do that 
But I get yeah. I get his point because here's the thing: if you can take the fact that you're in a mirror out of the fact because you get so much gunk on your mirror and you, you know clearing uh, your mirror is a nightmare with that thing and and definitely and all that stuff. Even even if you're like a really serious rubber dam user, if you're using a mirror and you use any kind of water spray, it's it's it, as much it's of a, on you know, your mirror. Exactly, yeah. exactly. This is interesting. What he's doing, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be able to apply it, but um, kind of. I'll, I'll throw some some links of his videos. I literally was watching him a couple of days ago. Going, Man, this guy's committed. Um, yeah. And he's got he's got a. I'd love to know what kind of chair he has. I'll probably message him, and he'll probably think I'm nuts. But <laughs> um, he's got like a, it looks like the chair has like this this uh, motorized headrest, the wackiest thing you ever wow. saw. So he's he's positioning his patients very specifically, and the patients. Heads are going at a crazy angle, but I'll tell you what, he's seeing everything directly. But anyhow, I'm sorry. Oh I just totally goodness. interrupted you. So you use no. it some, not a lot. And yep. do you find, and it sounds like you do a lot of photography, though, in the office, too. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do a lot of uh, photography. Uh, every patient gets photographed, um, you know, at, at initial visit. And uh, we redo uh, photography every 24 to 36 months. And so just to see progress or lack of progress. I like so that lack of progress. Look at you. Yeah. You're no different <laughs> than you were when you started here. I love that, actually. That's a great point. Yeah, and, and it really, it, I, I believe it. Uh, it's it's probably one of the best ways of keeping track of teeth and keeping track of fractures and keeping track of soft tissue le- levels. And so it's uh, it, it, I, if you took away the the camera from me, I'd rather lose for, uh, radiography uh, for you know. I I could go a year without seeing a person's X-rays, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you took away their their photographs from me, I, I I'm you know useless. Okay, so tell okay, so for for perhaps listeners that are are relatively new, they're young, uh, sure. maybe they're dental students. Tell why do they need to invest in a decent camera early on, and and what's the best way for them to to use it. The patient is anesthetized. Your field of view, perfect. Isolation, ideal. The only thing you're missing? A brand new burr. So you lean over to the counter and you pick up one of the envelopes. It's got Premier Dental Solo Diamonds written on it. Maybe you're picking out uh, one of my favorites, the Operative Solo Diamond, or maybe even a KS Diamond, KS Cylinder Diamond, whatever you like. There's about a million you can choose from. You crack open that little envelope, pop it in the handpiece, you know that it's sterile coming out of the package, and that it's not cut a single tooth before, and it's going to cut like crazy. I love Solo Diamonds from Premier. They are the best. I've been using disposable diamonds for a long time. Solo are the highest quality and the most incredibly well-priced. You're crazy if you haven't tried it. Seriously, you're nuts. These things are great. I wouldn't go back. I know they make great burrs. They make great two-stripers. I like the ones you can throw away when you're done. Greatest thing ever. So Solo Diamonds, single patient use. They're sterilized, super sharp, really easy to keep, really easy to stock in your office. And there's just like, honestly, nothing better than cracking that envelope open right before you start the procedure. Go check them out. Solo Single Use Diamonds. Premier. Inspired solutions for daily dentistry. Sure, sure. So um, I, I think the best way to use it is is to set yourself apart 
um, at the initial exam and say, hey, you know what? Um, as a bonus, we're going to take a, a set of pictures uh, of your teeth. And what it allows us to do is it allows us to track these certain you know, metrics over time. It allows us to see teeth. It allows us to see gums. It allows us to see you know, tonsils. allows us to see lots of different things that, that we typically look at and we can evaluate a number of things. And then um, to get into, you know, photography, um, there's, you know, at state and local meetings, there's there ha- happens to always be yeah. um, a number of uh, of trainings. And and, you know, what I would tell you is, is you need to go to multiple. Uh, I agree. Multiple uh, photography classes, because just going to one, uh, unless you find a really, really fantastic uh, photography uh, teacher and mentor, sometimes you may find somebody who's extremely well experienced, but they talk too high level and you'll you'll get upset. You may feel like you didn't buy the right camera or yep. the most expensive camera. And then then the camera goes on the shelf and then, you know, six months, a year goes by. The worst problem is when you say I have this really important case or really great case and you don't know how to use your camera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether whether it's on a family member or a friend or whatever. And so pick up the camera, use it on everyone. There's uh, a lot of training that's going to be uh, online in the future. And so, you know, you can message me directly. I'm, I'm more than happy to help with the uh, use with it on everyone that. is, is the huge deal. I think honestly, yep. and, and have it available like to, exactly. Okay. So Tarun Agarwal, you probably know T-Bone. He mm-hmm. has, he has a, a camera set up in every operatory. Because yep. because I don't know that you have to do that necessarily, but the, my <laughs> my suggestion would be have a have a team member who is obnoxious about it and won't let you not do it. That's your best exactly. Bet. Like pay them exactly. extra to just have the camera in your face all the time. Um, but and, Tarun has one in each operatory so that he doesn't have the excuse to not do it. You know what I mean? Like when it's there, really you're more likely to use it. Yep. You, you got it. And and I think um, a lot of people think it's going to add, uh, especially a hygienist, it, they always say, I have to add what to yeah. my, no, uh, right. uh, you know, uh, my, my 60 minutes that I'm already behind five minutes on. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, it really, to photograph somebody, 10, 12 photos takes two to four minutes yeah. once you really know the scripting, the verbiage, and the positioning. It's just like an FMX. And, and so exactly. you know, once- and treat it as such, and it'll seem a little bit more routine, you know? Very, very much. You have to get the patient to do what you want them to do, just like you have to get them to bite down on an uncomfortable sensor. It's really there's no difference. And occlusals always suck. They're always occlusals are are just hard as far as I'm concerned. I have, they, they, they can be. Yes. I, I, they, well, they and, it, and, it, and the other thing is, is people have to be comfortable with retraction. They have to. Yes. Like, like and the and the people, not the patients, the patients will survive. It's it's the people yeah. like hygienist and assistants there when they have to realize no you really have to pull their lips out of the way that's the way we you get really photos have that's, to that's open the story. big yeah, yeah. It, yeah and it, it's not you know it's you're the thing is is when you're new at it and you're not doing yes. it regularly uh and you get out of practice with it then every everything feels awkward all the time when you're but if you Fair. do it all the time it's not it's a no huge deal. deal so yep. so make a habit out of it by having that camera there all the time and and like the other thing is, is don't wait for stuff that's worth photographing. You know, <laughs> don't wait for the amazing cases to be awesome and uh, worth 
taking pictures of take pictures of everything and then you'll take have it pictures of everything because you never it, actually know which things are going to be amazing right and, and i will tell you once you finish something even if it's a, a single unit posterior crown and you want to start getting better and matching things and other things like that to do really well on shade matching in the anterior if you become really good at shade matching in the posterior you're already a, a step ahead and you know just doing it on on every patient for for everything it will just your your learning curve will be done in less than a week yeah no that's true it's a matter of just being consistent about it. just like freaking everything in life everything actually. i mean there's nothing <laughs> it's reps man it it's is reps. it's all reps but the other thing is like for for me um i i don't use the the dslr very often i'm horrible i have a pretty nice one i even have a back room that's kind of set up like a studio and, oh, and, and i laugh at myself I'm like it. who yeah, who do I think? I don't know. I've never used it. I set it up as a studio. I've never. I don't even know how to do it. But but I could if I wanted. It's ridiculous. Anyhow, I bet it's beautiful. Man. Well, it's it's all right. It's all right, and it's it's cool because having that big backdrop makes me feel important, even if I don't use it. But I yeah. have I have a scope in each operatory, and the scopes yes. are all hooked up with cameras, and I can take stills or video. I have to say, I'm fond of video in a lot of ways because the HD video you can screen capture HD video, and it's as good as yes. a photo. So. In, Absolutely. In some ways, you're like, okay, you don't have to get the perfect shot because you're getting a million shots and just take the one that works. And and the other thing is when you've got that mounted on a microscope, and I'm, I will say this fully knowing that I don't do this as often as I should, but all you got to do is push the button. If you're looking the through button. the scope, it's essentially going to record what you're seeing. Essentially. Yep. It, it's not as high, yep. highly magnified, but but it's like it's super easy. And and like anyone who's interested in documentation, that's like that's like the, the – that's like the – gold standard just hit and play i mean my gosh it's awesome because uh, you don't have to set up for the photos you just i don't know in in some ways i feel like it's a brilliant move and in other ways i feel dumb because i don't use it as much as i could you know it's like it's it's right there and i don't use it sometimes yeah it, you know we're, we're all guilty if we're running behind yes. on hygiene checks and yes. other things like that you're just like just get through this appointment yeah and your team and, would and your so. team would love it if you just let it slide a little bit with them too by the way <laughs> They would take yeah. that and run with it. That's unfortunately yes. they they're as sensitive or more sensitive to this than we yes. are even. So there's nothing, no two ways about that. But you but you would it. you would definitely say for a new dentist, get a camera and start using it because it will literally. I I think it probably uh, it separates you from the rest right off the bat. Absolutely, absolutely. I you know, and I've uh, uh, taught. Uh, uh, photography and what, what's so funny is, you know, for me, it seems like such a thoughtless thing to do. Like, Oh yeah, I'm absolutely going to be doing this. And like, I, I just think that everyone on the planet is going to be doing this and, and it's just not like that. No, I know. And you will, no. you will absolutely, you know, set yourself apart and it gives you instant credibility like the microscope. Like even if you don't use, you know, a $20,000 scope on the wall all the time, yeah. whatever people see it and they're like, Whoa, okay. That's, Never seen that's that. Cool. Well, that's different. Yeah, no, that's yep. exactly right. Unless they've had yep. a root canal, and then they then yes. they, then you're giving them flashbacks <laughs> from an end Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it is it is funny because I, uh, I that's been something where it's a toy for me, and about half the people are blown away. Well, me, I, okay, so yeah. you you may have heard me talk about this. I I have it up on the on the the TVs in in my hygiene exam. So yeah. I'm, as I'm as I'm seeing it, the patients are seeing it, and a lot of patients hate it that they're seeing that. Yep. Like a lot of patients are grossed out by it. Some patients yep. are like, "I've never seen anything like that." They're, you know, so it is. Um, what you really, what I'd love, and of course, you can't really choose for this. You'd love to just have a practice full of patients that are like totally into that. 
And then oh, all, yeah. this, all of a sudden, everything is a co-diagnosis, and you're on. You know, there's not so much explaining you have to do. And I don't know. It's just it's it's like the dream practice in some ways. I'm not sure that. Oh yeah, happens, if but, you had all engineers yeah, that want to yeah. see what you're doing, and you can show I, them everything. Yeah, I I had a very hard lesson the first couple of years of of, of practice. Just that turns out. Many patients don't care what I'm talking about. They just want to get done and pay for it and yeah. see you at the next visit. Yeah, it, it is Imagine funny. It's that. almost like it's like my enthusiasm is totally wasted on those people. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks for nothing. If, it's, but if, but I, I can't I help finish, myself. Yeah, if I finish five minutes earlier, they'll be more grateful for that than like no, they will, the, yeah. the final polish with the diamond paste that I put on it, exactly. where it's like glass. Yeah, so exactly. anyhow, exactly. Isn't that funny? <laughs> It's it's yeah. so it's so it's so true. It, I mean, there's you can't you can't win for everyone, but I do. Th- I think having that enthusiasm, no matter what, I think I think even if they don't appreciate it directly, they can appreciate the fact that you're into your craft. You know, you're not. Yes. Just, you're not just. Yes. You're not just cranking it out. So that's a, that's a great point. And like you know, we we do what we do because we like what we do, and if we stop liking it, it, it makes it hard to go in. And so so you're absolutely right, Al. Have you run into Have you run into burnout in your career? Like like where you where you'll because I mean I I run, now and again I do run into that, and this is exactly that thing. It's like okay, I'm not really having as much fun at this as I used to be, and it's 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 always been temporary. <laughs> Uh, typically yeah. a, a break of some sort, whether it's Thanksgiving or, or, you know, a week away somewhere or whatever, tip, typically takes care of it. But is, so, is that something you've dealt with? And what, what would you suggest uh, it, for people who have? So, you know, the, there's like my first, so, so I've been out, I finished, uh, in 2006, uh, from Baylor and then I did a AGD in 2007, finished in, in 2007. And when I came out, I thought I was going to save all the teeth in Dallas and everyone was going to be thank fine. Goodness thank, thank goodness for you. Thank goodness for you. Thank goodness for right. me. And I now have the skill set that no one will ever lose something or whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Yep. Um, so, so fortunately I've been blessed by having an extremely supportive, uh, wife. Um, when I was in my residency, I got to do a ton, a ton, a ton of CE, um, where our residency was, it was on the same floor of the continuing education department. And so essentially if we volunteered to, you know, take tickets and clean up and do all this stuff, we would get to take the course, uh, for free. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, it was it was amazing. So very early in my career, I got to do, you know, maybe an extra 250 to 300 hours um, for free. Oh, wow. And it was essentially on on everything, surgery, implants, CAD cam, you know, and I, and I really got to learn the things that I liked doing and learn the things that I didn't like doing. And so so, you know, it really fast forwarded my career on the things that that I wanted wanted to focus on. Definitely. That's cool. Um, and so, so, you know, the first you know, couple of years, um, when I finished in, in, you know, 2007, things in the world were, were still very good economy wise. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. And then here I am, you know, a, a year of private practice under my belt, um, deciding to start up a scratch practice in a really high-end area of, of Dallas. <laughs> right. I know and, where this is going. <laughs> you know where this is going. Please don't let me say it out loud because it's too painful. But I know, right? anyways, 
start, starting a scratch practice in 2009, uh, about two months before I uh, opened, um, or maybe three months before Lehman Brothers failed, yeah. and all <laughs> the, the world other, started to end. The world exactly. is going. Uh, upside down and inside out. And so, you know, here I am um, starting a high-end fee-for-service practice, by oh, yeah. the way. Oh, yeah, there you go. No no insurance. Cash. I didn't even bill insurance for it. I'm like, you know what? You, you can deal with that. Complete terrible mistake. And so, anyways, a- after going through all of that and surviving all of that, um, having a, an awesome, supportive wife, um, Dallas was for- is fortunately a very big city that, that has a lot of opportunity Pretty to Pretty resilient, do. I'm guessing, compared to a lot of places, yeah. Pretty resilient um, economy-wise. We were kind of the last to get hit and the first to come out, but at the same time, is a very big dental town, and so I had a lot of opportunity to work outside of my practice. Okay. So really, when I when I started my practice, I worked you know one to two days a week, and then worked another three to four days a week. Anyways, fast forward, you know, four, five, six, seven years uh, of of uh, building your practice and other things like that. You know, finally. It, I, I had to go in network with essentially everyone, you know, after that, that first year or so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then losing, uh, and then getting out of, uh, uh, insurance and now I'm fee for service again and everything like that. Um, I have learned that, that people, you know, during all of that time, all of that time when things were very, very hard, people were very, very nice and, and thankful and other things like that. But when things are, are, are good, sometimes people are a little bit more rude, a little bit more hasty, a sure. little bit more this, a little bit more that. And so I started getting some some not so nice Yelp reviews and not so nice that. It's funny how somebody's verbal opinion of you can actually change your mindset on, oh on on your own practice yes, and you're like yes. how I didn't have that that didn't really exist in 2008 2009 I was broke as a joke but I still loved what I did yep. now I get a handful of like you know not so nice reviews or whatever and it's like oh man I, I'm too much of a, a of a of a butterfly when it comes to, to all that uh, stuff. it's hard so, not to take that stuff personally seriously it's you, hard not to you're exactly right. So, you know, the last year or so started to get more resilient and, and stuff like that, not bugging you. And and um, there was a there was a very big event that happened in in my life in uh, 2017 and uh, in, in my practice. It was, so it was this year then. OK, okay. it was this year it was this year. So what what, so, what month was it? I, I mean, I remember it, I remember it vividly, but I just didn't remember exactly when. January 3rd. Oh, my God. Well, what a way to start the year. Yeah, I, I was uh. like, you know, at our at our Christmas party, I was like, 2017 is going to be the best year ever. Oh, my gosh. Best year ever. So, let's hear it. Let's hear it. This is so just brace yourself, listener. This is this is <laughs> this is tough. Go. Let's hear it. OK, so so um, we had uh, four or five days off uh, for the end of the year and we took about 10 days off total during December. And so we were supposed to start on January 4th, which was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And um, I decided to go in on uh, the day before that we go in just to get lab work ready, open the mail, check messages, do, you know, basic stuff. I was planning to be in the office for maybe an hour to, to two hours or so. Anyhow, um, I'm an 
normally an early riser. I mm-hmm. wake up mm-hmm. early, go work out. I get to the office around 6.15 and I open the door and um, the way that my office is situated, uh, the back door to the office is in a parking garage. Um, and so we're in a retail location uh, right on the street and there's apartment complex above us. And so we share a garage and I open the back door and open and walk in and lights are on, which I, I always have lights on. But I see some glass broken uh-huh. in the hall and I'm like. That cleaning crew must have knocked something over. And Isn't it funny in your brain? You, you're you're, you're thinking like, you're thinking so of pissed. all. There's there's no way that it could be anything it's horrible. Like, oh, it's somebody just, yeah. somebody's gonna get fired for for knocking something over. And then you walk down the hall, and there's shattered glass everywhere. And I turn into my office and. Like my office is kind of like a library. I have all these books and journals and and binders and everything like that. And everything is ransacked and I go and then the pit of your stomach just falls out from beneath you. Yeah. And you're like, uh oh. So so I I've had my my office broken into a handful of times um, before, you know, for, for computers and stuff, like quick smash and grab things. But as I go down and walk down the halls, it's, it's not, it's not broken into it's vandalized, you know, all the, the artwork, the, photo, the photos, the photos, the photos just were sobering to say the least. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I walk down the hall and then you see all these Nazi symbols and swastikas. Yeah, really? You're, oh, I remember that. It's just like, is this and, for real? And white power this and, and like, you know, you know, New World Order and all of this stuff. And you're like, oh, my God. What, what is going on? And it's like it's 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm all alone for some silly how long did it reason. take? How long did it take before you realized, oh, my God, this I probably shouldn't be here right now. Or I, I shouldn't I, be alone. Yeah, uh, it was probably it probably took me about one to two minutes after seeing the first glass broken. And then, like, you know, your fingers go numb. Yeah. Your stomach falls out from beneath you. And I was like, you know, I, and one of the things I remember, the alarm didn't go off. And yeah. so I don't know if there was somebody still there. So I ran out of the building, called, you know, 911. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, uh, and, and 911 says, you know, is there anyone there? And they're like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. So I wait for the police and it's a solid two hours before they, they get to the office. Oh my God. Are you serious? So oh, this was, two hours. This, oh my God. This, this was one of the worst things. It was like the beginning of the new year. It was a Monday or Tuesday and you know, um, there, the, the office that I share, you know, walls with is the the leasing office of the apartment complex, and they're not in the office until about ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. And um, my phone, I chose for whatever reason not to plug it in that night, and so I was oh, like five percent battery. Of course, you were. Oh. I. I called my wife. I called my parents. I called, you know, the security company. Phone died. So now I, I have to go inside the office yeah, to, use the, to phone. use the phone. Worst thing ever. And all I'm seeing is new stuff, new, new swastikas, new stuff that's broken, torn down. And and so, you know, they send the first 
you know, squad car by, you know, two, two and a half hours later. I didn't have a chance to to speak with my wife until like eight o'clock that morning when she had to take the kids to school. Oh, my God. And, and the, the, the saddest thing is normally when my wife comes in, my daughter typically runs out of the car and gives me a big hug and kiss in the morning. And I I yelled at my wife to do whatever she could to keep her in the car. Yeah. Because it's like, I, you know, you don't know what that that'll do to a child. And so, oh. you know, it was there, there's a lot that goes in in your head in that first, you know, 24 hours. And, and by by noon, after I had posted some photos on on, you know, Facebook and things horrible like because that, I remember seeing the photos. I don't even real I didn't realize that it was still like that fresh for you so like you it were in shock fresh. when you were taking those photos you had it was fresh yeah it, it's not something a rational person would do <laughs> exactly to exactly the life log uh, you uh. know a crime that they're they're potentially still undergoing and you know you see all this stuff and then you start getting feedback from you know people that that you don't know and and other things like that and and you know in my entire life out of all the things that I've ever posted online I've never had anything that that's had that much traction um and you know more than a thousand you know likes or dislikes or whatever you want to call it 500 plus comments mm-hmm. and you're like this is kind of crazy that the the thing that has the most traction is potentially the worst thing oh, yeah. that's it's happened the, to the, you the, in the your biggest life. tragedy like, you can imagine exactly oh my gosh it's so terrible but you know the the refreshing thing is that you know the community that that i'm in dallas um there there's a very large jewish community i got a lot of phone calls from some jewish dentists that were like you know what you let us know when you want us to be there to help pick up the glass and help paint and everything like that and the thing that sucked was the police took so long to get to the office it was like three in the afternoon before they photographed everything, yeah, yeah. printed everything. I had to think about patients the very next day. Yeah. And so, you know, one other blessing is that I'm cloud based. And so, yep. so I just, I just went and picked up a couple of laptops and we were back in order. That's the a next huge, day. that's a huge deal, by the way. Like I, I wouldn't have thought of it, but that is a huge deal. That Oh my gosh. We should so, probably, so, we'll probably have to take another episode to talk about that because I'm interested. <laughs> but, but, but basically, get, so, so you actually were seeing patients office. in your building the next day? The, in my office. Yeah. The very next day. And, you know, God bless my team. They were so kind. They, I was like, you know what? Do you mind coming in today? We had a vandalism and they came and we painted, we cleaned up the glass. It was as if nothing ever happened. Oh my gosh. Um, and so we, we just, you know, ran the computers off of, you know, everything and, and cloud base and, and we were up no problem. And, you know, we said a prayer the next morning. So, and- okay. So what did they do? Okay. What, give us the grand total. What did they do? What, besides, besides vandalizing and putting in paintings, you know, swastikas and stuff like that. What They obviously stole stuff, right? But yeah, besides destroying my faith in humanity. Yeah, besides that minor <laughs> thing, exactly. That. No, no, so so a lot of stuff was broken. A lot of artwork was broken. Ah. Um, they, they, like, so um, we lost, uh, I think, like, six desktops, um, all, all IMAX, you know, 27. Oh, sure. And uh, um, lost, I think, four laptops. 
um, that that were used like you know in in ops and other things like that. Uh, hand pieces. Um, uh, uh, most of the things that were oh all my camera gear essentially oh my gosh wow <laughs> considering we just talked gear. about photography for half an hour <laughs> all your camera gear was going oh my god well, of course it, and it's stuff they figure that that's easy to sell i mean easy stuff that's easy to easy. sell on ebay easy to sell wherever yeah exactly they stole dental hand pieces i don't get why they would steal dental hand honestly pieces. they anyway. probably <laughs> you know how much dental hand pieces cost man hey, I, probably, I get it i get it man on ebay yeah. you, could, you could make a killing on that deal yeah. So so it was at least 50k worth of equipment and damage and you know it's just it's just painful to to think about it. And what was the hard thing was, you know, you don't know Actually, I got to think about this though. Here's the deal. Yes. They stole your computers. You don't have a server though. Yes. You're cloud-based. So th- so so you server. avoided a lot of headache with the idea that a server yeah. being stolen. That's huge. Yes. What a big deal. Yes. Huge. That so that's like what what I will tell you is one of the big resilient parts of cloud dentistry is that you have no patient records um, on your computers. I I have uh, I run um, some of my stuff on Dropbox, but uh, all of our computers are password protected mm-hmm. and. and- all that jazz, and so we were actually able to find one of the computers on a uh, on a uh, third party, kind of like an eBay site. It's called OfferUp, but sure. anyways, but um, yeah, lot lot of computer stuff, um, and being able to be up and running the next day is just you know priceless. I, that would have taken I don't know how long it would have been to to redo all the you know radiographs, photographs. Everything. It's just, you know, you have nothing. Yeah. How, yeah. So how long did it take before you felt like not weird being in your office after being violated like that? That's the real question. So, so again, it's one of those things that once you go through a, a violent event, and fortunately nothing happened to me. Sure. So I can't say, say you know, a, a violent event against me personally. But no, but I, I get it, though. I completely it, get it because psychologically – that's it's, that is a huge violation in a big way. Yeah, and and so you know, again, I've said I've I've been broken into twice, but you know, I'm Arab, I'm Muslim. It was the turn of the the presidency. Yeah, it's I, a, timing I, not, not timing's here to bizarre. Talk about yeah. politics, but it it's just like it it's it's like okay, is this how it's going to be? Mm-hmm. And so so the first two or three days, I was still numb from from everything. And then it, it probably took me a good three months to go back to my office after hours, even at like 530 or 6, if I had to pick up something yeah. that, that I was going to work on. And, and then it just, you know, it, it, in our house, if I heard a noise late at night, you know, you don't know if if. What, what that is if it's a continuation no, of it and so so i think so you don't you, you know, don't know you don't know if this was did they ever find anything out about the people that did this i mean you don't know that this was directed at you individually it might have just been a convenient office or was it more personal than that so 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 what i will tell you is um you know you you get very so, so I'll say in the beginning, I got a little bit of support from the Dallas Police Department. They mm-hmm. sent somebody from their, you know, hate crimes sure. and FBI task force and other things like that. But that I I had communication with them for about maybe 
three to five days Mm -hmm. after that. And, you know, when you're pulling data, we had to look at all the security footage and everything like that. If if it doesn't stay fresh in the police's mind because nobody died. Um, you know, it's just not going to get a lot of attention and traction. And so I, I'm a little bit guilty in the fact my, my wife keeps on asking me, when are we going to do something more? When are we going to do something more? When are we going to like, let people know about what happened to you and other things like that? Cause you know, I, I'm very kind of hush hush and personal. No, I don't it. want to talk about stuff and, and just like focus on dentistry, focus on my life, focus on my kids and other things like that. Cause you know, it's one of those things that that you know you remember that that dentist or that that doctor who was on that that airline who got his teeth knocked out right yep. for yep. for being on that plane um you know that guy got brutally vandalized and whatever you say about airplane security and other things like that what whatever it, you know he 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 got hurt and you know but but what ends up happening is like the, the other side of the story is they find out he's a pill uh, 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 prescription writing. Yeah. MD. He's yeah. Had his life. Like who wants that kind of attention? I don't think I've ever done anything bad in my nah, life. But that's but not I, the I, kind of scrutiny people are looking for. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this this dentist who, you know, did whatever. Like maybe he deserved this. And so are so you I, arguably too? I, you probably heard me bitch about this, but. <laughs> dentists dentists are starting about four steps back anyhow because people yes. people need nothing to think think poorly of dentists they poorly don't they need dentists. nothing at all please i have a huge chip on my shoulder exactly be, please god don't let her be a dentist please god don't let her be <laughs> exactly. a dentist when exactly. it's on the news yes and so it's like yeah so so i i did not push it and you know it it, nothing. So, so I, I have a very strong feeling it was the the cleaning crew that uh, you know did you know that was servicing our office because you know the alarm didn't go off. Mm-hmm. They when we opened the the security footage uh, of like the logins and everything like that. They had come in after I did on the day that it broke. Uh, that that the break in was, which was the day that they weren't supposed to be there. Um, there's like there, there's lots of things leaning towards them. They didn't return their keys to us within like 48 hours after the break in when I requested it the same day. So so there's there's a lot of stuff like that, and there's still some some minor stuff ongoing. And so maybe in a future pod we'll we'll, sure. we'll talk about yeah. it if I get anything, yeah. but. Anyhow, it's so so what I'll say from from all of this is, you know, you go through your your steps of of grieving, your your anger, your frustration, you lose faith in things and then, you know, you realize there's a lot of good people in this world that really want to help you out and want to I got so many nice phone calls and offering of help and other things like that and and yet you can't lose that positivity when there's just a handful of out there that want to 
you know, screw with you. And, you know, in reality, if this is the worst thing that happens to me in my practice, if I fast forward another 25 years, I will be blessed to, to know to no end. But I, I, I'll tell you the first year it hasn't been a year on January 3rd when Facebook politely reminds me. Yeah, of my I hope memories. that Facebook can let, let that one go. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to get something and I'm going to hate it. Yeah. And so but but anyways, you know, it it it's rough. You got to get back to business. Yeah. You got to get back to switching your mindset to, to good things and being around good people. So so I'll tell you, it, it's like when you have bad events to the young dentist, when you have bad events, you've got to find a way to pick yourself up or be around people that will help pick mm-hmm. you up because mm-hmm. there is no way that you can do this all by yourself. And, you know, it's just it's just you got to find things that you like doing. You got to find. I started taking more vacation at the end of the year. Good I started doing this, doing more classes, doing more this, doing more teaching. And so find things that you like, work hard, make time for the people that are important in your life. Cut the people out of your life or cut the businesses out of your life that that have provide no value to you and just, you know, focus on on doing good and 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 being around positivity because that's really the the only thing that that you can do um it's the only thing that's going to help get you out of that rut which is can be painful man it can like for for a period of time i wanted to to leave the state i want oh, I, I was looking it. at practices to buy in other parts of the country we were thinking about leaving the country we we're thinking about moving to another country for for a period of time and i was like you know it you know, sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, but, but yeah, yeah, I completely I mean, get it. Most, I completely, yeah. that, that's, that's not just, that's not just, uh, you know, that's a violation. It's beyond just yeah. like a crime against you. It's like, I, I yeah. completely get it. I would have to take deep, hard looks at all those things too. It, it's not easy. And like, you know, when, uh, no matter what your background is or whatever, your, your things are, you got to find a way to immerse yourself into your community because, you know, it, uh, it, it's really, really important to be a part of something bigger. And so, you know, good for you. Good for you. I mean, thank it's, you. it's a great message. What a, what an, I'm sorry that you went through that, but honestly, I, that's <laughs> tough lesson. What a mess. Tough you know, lesson. what a mess. There's, there's so much, we should come back another time and, and dig in a little bit deeper on, on <laughs> cloud not. computing. And no, I think the other thing at some point, I mean, honestly, there should be a round table on the dental hacks of people who've been broken into, because I know it's, it's, it's a real thing. You know, what an awful, what an, what a nightmare. Oh, so I, I, I plan on writing a very like detailed, hopefully unemotional response on hacks because it's a really important group for me mm-hmm. talking to them not just about what i've been through but the ways that they can protect themselves yes. with yes. companies and other things like that because you know i i spent probably no less than 200 hours researching new companies and like whether i do the monitoring on myself and all this other jazz and and like i didn't want to have any of that knowledge in my brain but when you find out how how vulnerable you potentially may be and when you learn how vulnerable and how potentially ineffective you know the police force may be yeah. at helping yeah. you i mean not, nothing against dpd or anything like it. that but 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 you know it's a huge you, city you, 
and and no one got city. hurt. Yeah, exactly. You, no, one, no one got hurt. And so anyways, you, you've got to really find a way to you, there's no way that you can make yourself bulletproof to these things. But there are some ways that that can make it a little bit easier for you if you happen to go through them. And so that that's the type of information that I want uh, to help share on on hacks and aim and, and you know, essentially anyone who will listen because it's you know, it's it's an important message. I think that's a huge deal. Ollie, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. That was an amazing story. I wasn't even expecting it to go there, and it was really good. Yeah. But let's do this thank again you. sometime. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I, I am really grateful for you, Al, and thank you so much. You bet. Thanks a lot, Ollie. Yep. If you have any questions or comments about anything on the Alan Mead Experience, hit me at Alan, A-L-A-N, at theallenmeadexperience.com. Come join our Alan Mead Experience Facebook group. Uh, just search it on facebook you need a password to get in the password is premiere and uh, hey we'll catch you next episode thank you very much for listening